0: I believe that content has the power to connect us all it's up to you how you use it listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests as well as practical tools and strategies from me it's so lovely to have you here let's dive into the show Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 89 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, we're diving into a topic that's a little bit different to usual on this podcast, and I am so happy, so, so happy to be doing it with such a beautiful human as Belinda Gill. Belinda is a business strategist, mom of two preteens, cancer survivor, and historical fiction lover. From a corporate perspective, she's a former corporate lawyer with a master's in business administration and spent over a decade planning and managing multi-million dollar projects. She also built a successful online business whilst working four days a week in her corporate career until her cancer diagnosis. Now two years in remission, she still struggles with depression and fatigue, is reinventing her business to better support her wholeness, well-being and current season of life while helping other women to do exactly the same thing. She brings a unique blend of realness, compassion, intuition, human design, gene keys and strategy and her nerdy sense of humour. She is also the host of the Business of You podcast. I thoroughly recommend you go and check it out. I'll pop the link in the show notes. Welcome to the podcast Belinda. Thank you Mel. It's so lovely to have you here.
1: <laughs> it's good to be we've been talking about this for a little while and it just kind of was like must have you on podcast you actually organized it that's why it happened if you left it to me it wouldn't happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now it's such an honor to have you here we've known each other for a little while now but you have had such an amazing journey that's had so many twists and turns and you've landed where you have today. And I mentioned in the in the brief bio description about your journey, but could you just give us a lowdown on some of the highlights and the lowlights, if there's some that you want to share that's landed, you really talking about this beautiful, unique blend of human design, gene keys, and strategy.
1: Yeah. So I've had a pretty twisty journey. Most people who meet me are surprised to hear that I'm a former corporate lawyer because they tell Mm. me that I'm just not what they imagine a corporate lawyer to be I think I'm not serious enough might be the thing but (laughs) I was and I worked in my specialty area was like multi-million dollar projects and I was an associate in the firm that I was in and then I just kind of walked away I was just like I don't want to do this anymore there's something better out there for me and i walked away and I found a second career in government and again did lots of multi-million dollar project management and started my business quite some time ago now I can't even remember when and built it up around my job Mm -hmm. and I got it you know to to the point where it was making five grand a month working 10 to 12 hours a week which is kind of pretty good quite frankly. Mm. <laughs> and and then, then I was diagnosed with cancer. And so that kind of really put the skids on everything at that point. And when I came back into my business, I just found that I couldn't do my business the way I used to. So I used to sell, I worked one-to-one with people, but I sold in a launch pattern. So that worked really well for me because I could kind of work with energy cycles and what was happening in my day job because I often traveled. So I could time things, client intakes around travel, et cetera. So when I came back after cancer, I just could not get the energy for launching and I tried really hard to make myself better and to make myself fit into the business that I had created. And it wasn't until I eventually kind of went, huh, I don't have to change myself. I can change my business. And it was just like this big light bulb went off and I just felt so much better because I had, you know, I had a lot of trauma stuff with my cancer diagnosis. So I was lucky in that I didn't have to do a lot of the the super bad treatment like chemo, but I still had quite traumatic treatment in that I had a mastectomy and reconstruction. So still mm. quite painful recovery. Mm. And, you know, my kids were six and eight at the time. So very young. And so I had a lot of trauma response to that diagnosis as well. And so there were a lot of things where I really had to, it took a sweet time for me to get back to functionality like I couldn't remember words I had a stutter there was a for someone who talks as much as me <laughs> that's a challenge <laughs> and I was like very very tired for a long time so I've really had to like the last oh gosh I reckon that was probably about 18 months ago and it's really been this very slow process of just like okay I am where I am This is what I've got available to me. What can I do with this? Mm. And it's, I actually really like doing it. I like being really open and honest about it because I think the other thing is, you know, a lot of the people who follow me, you know, we've been doing this for a little while. We're now in our 40s our bodies are doing different things to what they used to do, quite frankly. And our kids are a little... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> I do. I do actually.
1: <laughs> our kids are a bit older, so they're doing different things. And you and I, Mel, have just been talking about our girls getting older. So, you know, it's it's just different. Like even take a cancer diagnosis out of the equation, I probably still couldn't run my business the way that I did three years ago. And we have to let that be okay. And I think it's not always pretty on the way there
0: either. So yeah. I think we need to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk about that all day today as well. but. <laughs> I I just want to pull out something that you said, Belinda, and I just think that this is just so profound because people may hear it sometimes, but they don't actually let it sink in as that. And it was that realisation that you don't have to change yourself you could change your business. So so instead of trying to squish yourself into this ideal or this should, because someone's telling you that you have to do business a certain way, you have to launch like this, or it has to be a program like this, or you can't do a membership or whatever it is, instead of changing, in changing yourself to mold into that, you can actually change your business. And I know that we'll touch on this today.
1: Yeah. And it's not just honestly, like, it sounds so simple when you Mm. say it, Mm. but that, when I realized that was just the biggest, it just felt so damn good because I'd been making myself wrong for so long, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you should be better by now. You should be able to run your business. I wasn't working in my day job at that time. I was still on sick leave, recovering from cancer. And I was really hard on myself for not recovering from cancer faster, which Mm -hmm. in hindsight is crazy. You know, I was like, I should be recovered from cancer now. There's no timelines on it, just for anyone out there who who's going through it, there's no timeline. You do you. But mm. it was, yeah, it was amazing. Like I really just went, there's nothing wrong with this. Mm. It just is what it is. And that's when things started to just firstly to feel better. Like just I stopped feeling crap about feeling crap and just went okay. Mm. Crap. But also it started to give me ideas of what might actually look like. I knew straight up I was not going to be running launches anytime soon just
0: and can you pinpoint anything in particular Belinda that helped you come to that realization
1: I I was just trying to remember when we were talking about I was in a mastermind at the time and I think I think I had been chatting to one of the ladies in the mastermind and she was saying to me you need to stop making yourself wrong for where you are and I was just like oh
0: Well, duh. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. Yeah, okay. So in terms of where your business is today, Belinda, and the amazing twists and turns and changes in interests and realizations that you've had, I know that at the moment you're very focused still on strategy and still creating a business that really suits you and where you are in your season of life, but you have added this amazing element into it being human design. So I would love for you, if you can, just to give us a 101 on human design, what is it and why should we care?
1: Yeah. And if you had told me again, two years ago that I would be talking about human design, I would have laughed you out of town because I would have been like, really, it's to do with birth dates and planets and whatever. like. But it is, it's all a bit beyond me in terms of how they work it out, right? But it's to do with your time, like when you're born, and it gets a bit woo here. So just, you know, and where planets are at the time of that, and so the the kind of the way I see it is all of those things align. If you know, in terms of your purpose, so you know, we're in, we kind of come in with a purpose, and we're, you know, we are we are born in at that time for that reason. You know, because all of those planets and everything. Are there and it's not. I and when I used to hear people talking about human de- design and things, and they would say things like, Well, if you're a projector, they kind of give you a number of I won't say personality types, but you know, in Enneagrams and stuff like that, you have your yeah, personality types. There's you know, they there's a number of those. And I used to hear people say things like, Well, if you're a projector, you can only work four days a week. And if you're a projector, you can only, you have to wait to be invited to do things. And it really sounded like something where it was people that would just, you were put in a box and you had to do that. And so I was like, no way, Jose, I'm anti, anti anti-putting in box. But when you actually sort of start to dig into it, it's much more flowy and you kind of my way of it as it is with pretty much everything I do is take what you want from it and leave the rest so the more I started working with it the more I started to see that a lot of it really did apply for my clients and for myself so I don't I don't really treat human design as like a bible that must be followed so much as it's a tool that can help you to understand your way of working better
0: yeah, I love that, that explanation. Yeah, 100% it does. And I love your explanation as well, because, yeah, some people don't necessarily embrace the woo, as you said. But if they can see various traits or various behaviors in the different types, then that can definitely help them run their business. I'd love to know, Belinda, how did you find human design or come across human design?
1: Oh. Yeah. Another good question. It was while I was on sick leave and I was, so one of the things that breast cancer did for me was that I actually had to, for the first time in my life, I'm a big doer. And so for the first time I had to stop doing and Mm -hmm. start being, and I really had to listen to my body and I have a tendency to ignore everything. My body is screaming at me, but I really couldn't do it. Anymore. Like I had to listen to my body because post surgeries, I would literally fall down or collapse if I wasn't listening when my body said, it's time to sit down. So, you know, listening to my body in that way also increased my connection to my intuition. And I started to really listen to where is this leading me? And I think it was actually through Gemma Bernad, who talks a lot about human design and I was having a conversation with her one day and she started talking about it. And then I went off and started reading. And that was kind of it for me. Like when I looked at it and went, oh, yeah, actually this, you know, this does feel true. A lot of this for me. And it normalized a lot of things that I had made wrong about myself. So things like being a little bit scatty, which I can be, you know, just having to do things like I'm a, And my human design type is very trial and error based. So being the person who just has to have a try of this, being the person who always wants to improve something, having a lot of interests and not always sticking with them and following through. Like I'd always thought I was wrong for these things, but it's like actually they're just different strengths. So Mm. I was just like, okay, cool. I like Mm. that.
0: Yeah, and I love the way of looking at that as well. Like it's a strength. It's just a different way of bringing your uniqueness to the world and in what you do as well now speaking of you bringing your uniqueness to the world i'd love to know how does the human design fit with your strategic approach to business like you have the most amazing intuitive and strategic business mind of anyone i know belinda i'd just love to know how does the what does the human design part of it look like on a practical level when you're working with a client
1: yeah, so often what I do is I thank you for saying that Mel, that's very kind. When I'm working with someone, I actually have a deck of oracle cards that if I kind of like just sit and meditate and pull a card and then hold onto the card, I get an image of something to look for in the chart. And so then I go to the chart and look at this particular thing. And so it often gives me a guide on Things that they might not be saying. So, I had one client, a very clear message came through to me that, you know, she wasn't sharing this message that she was meant to share. And when I went back to her, she was like, Oh, I have been needing to say this thing and I haven't been able to say it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, how could we tie that in? And with another client, you know, it showed me that, you know, she was constantly burning herself out. And then so we had, you know, we were looking, Okay, well, how do we? How do we stop being in that burnout cycle? And so often for me, it's opening a conversation, not saying, okay, you must, you must do this. But, you know, if this, if we're looking at this part of your human design, what in there feels true for you and what could we do to play with that, to bring it, to bring it in and experiment with it?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love the idea of play with and experiment because sometimes, you know, back to the shoulds, we're told that we should do things a certain way and we feel like we're getting things wrong if we don't do it that way. <laughs> Whereas we should be really, you know, trusting our intuition and, you know, doing the things that feel good for us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. if it doesn't feel good, I don't know, like I often think, and especially as mums, what's the example that we're Giving like I grew up really being told by my parents and I particularly remember a conversation with my dad where he said to me it's not about enjoying your job it's about you know it's about how little do you hate it and can it put food on the table and I remember saying to him with all the passion and truth of a teenager at the time because I was working a kitchen hand job putting myself through uni at the time saying dad it is not going to be like that for me and he was just like Mhm. Yeah. And I'm like no, no, no. I, I'm probably still just trying to prove my dad wrong <laughs> to this day. <laughs> but I think you know that's I don't want my kids thinking that that's hmm. that's as good as it gets as well. So I want them to see me enjoying it and going, yeah, you know what? I'm having I'm having a crack at this and yeah, it gives them permission to do that.
0: Love too. that. Beautiful message. Thanks for that, Belinda. So we've spoken about how you bring human design to working with clients, but how do you bring human design to your own business? I'd love to know.
1: Yes. So I, in human design, I am, well, the first thing that I would do, I would say is I really rely on, so as a sacral manifesting generator, the way that I'm kind of designed to make decisions is to respond to something and then really trust like what we call my sacral nudge. So your intuition really. So rather than just go, I have to create something right now, you know, which is often what we're kind of taught to do, sit down at your desk and create mm-hmm. something. Yeah. That's not really the way that I'm designed to do it. It's more for me, like, and I will often say universe, send me a sign and I'll then I'll be like, walking along somewhere and I'll see a book and I'll be like, oh, okay, pick it up. And then something in there will trigger something else. And then it's like, oh, I have to actually create this thing because I'm listening to what is my body telling me right now. So that's one way, like making my decisions. I use it in that way. The other is my human designed profile is a 6-3 profile for anyone who knows about human design. And that's a very, experiential, experimental profile. So people with that six, three profile are really designed to just try things out and then share the wisdom that they get from it. And once I realized that again, cause I'm just, I'm always just trying things out. I'm just like, Oh, I'm just going to try that. I'm going to try that. And once I saw that, I was like, Oh, okay. Like that's kind of what I'm here to do is to just do that. Another way, and you and I very briefly touched on this before we started recording, Mel is in my podcast, The I have what's called a defined throat in human design and the way that it is set up, it's too complicated to go into, but I'm designed to talk from an I am perspective. So things that to share my stories. So that's why if anyone ever listens to my podcast, a lot of it is me sharing my stories. So mm. this is what happened to me and this is what I learned. This is what happened to my client and this is how we did this. So it's not when I'm talking on the podcast, it's rarely sharing something new in terms of information. It's sharing something that I've experienced and that's how I'm kind of designed to share and it just works so much easier.
0: For yeah. Me. And and it does. And it does from a listener's perspective as well. I love hearing the different stories of things that have happened to you or things that have happened to your clients and, and bringing that to, to life as well. I just really love that about your podcast. At the time of recording, like right now as we're recording, you are doing something experimental in your business, yes. which yes. is really quite so mind-blowing. I have never heard of this ever before, this idea, this this offer do you want to just speak to this briefly about how it came about and what you're planning to do and how does that actually relate to your human design?
1: Yeah. So what I'm going to do, so I'm I'm very much in a place of redesigning my business still at the moment. I started, so I have a new job that I started less than two months ago, I think, well, maybe more now, but, you know, so I started a new job, which kind of put my business into a new, a new season Again, because my previous job that I was in, I'd been there for over a decade and I could do it, you know, with my eyes closed. So moving into a new job meant that I really have to switch my brain on. I've taken management responsibilities on, which is new for me. So even though I've studied management, I haven't been permanently in a manager role before. So I've had to really put my brain in that space, which means, again, my business has to go into a different space again. So what I'm doing as I realign my business is I'm actually creating an offer where people can come and learn as I do that. So I'll do like a monthly reflection talking about, you know, what did I plan to do? What did I actually do? What did I try to do? What worked? What didn't work? What tools did I use as I did it? And there'll also be the opportunity to have a q and I'll also host a QA and a every month so that people can listen to it and then go, oh, what, what happened then? Or why did you do that? Or why do you think that didn't work? So, again, if we look at that human design stuff I've just been talking about, it's very much experiential it's very much me talking about my experiences using my voice which is something that someone with a defined throat has is really quite good at using that voice and yeah i came into it because i was just feeling like things were so messy in my life like i had i started the new job i had calcific tendinitis in my shoulder which is really really debilitatingly painful and then I started being able to use my arm again. My husband sprained his ankle. Apparently spraining your ankles when you're in your mid-40s is not the same as spraining your ankle in your 20s. (laughs) So he was then like stuck on a couch for weeks on end. And then then we both had the flu. So Mm -hmm. it's it's just messy, right? And the thing is there's just different seasons of messy, pretty much all the time and I feel like online we don't see that. We don't see the person who's trying to change their business while, you know, they've just started a new job, while their daughter is crying for an hour every night because all of a sudden she's getting so much more homework while the teachers prepare them the high school while the nine-year-old son is just like jumping around the room going who's gonna play with me now who's gonna play with me now so it's just like no one's talking about this am I the only one but I knew I wasn't the only one so I was like that I need a space where people can look at you know what doesn't work is not just what's pretty and shiny, but also what's the mess before the success is kind of the tagline that I'm giving myself here, the mess before the success.
0: So good. So good. I love that (laughs) because like you said, we always see the end product that's shiny and well polished and it's launched and isn't it great, but we don't see what goes on behind the scenes, not only in creating that thing, but dealing with life, dealing with that season of life.
1: Yeah, And if you create something, and this is the big risk for me that's scary, is creating something that maybe it doesn't work. Like often if people create something and it doesn't work, we just never hear anything more about it. Like it can just kind of get swept under the carpet. But with this, I kind of don't have that option either. Like if it fails, that's something that I'm going to be talking about in this, you know, it's not even a program. I hate it when people say portal, but I hate portals. (laughs) So I've always got a pin that I forget, but yeah, it's, it's a thing, (laughs) this thing that I'm creating and yeah, I, you know, I want people to see me fail. I'm okay with that because I think it's normal and we need to allow it to be normal.
0: Yeah. Belinda, that is such a refreshing view of business and life as well. So thank you so much for putting that idea together and I wish you the best with this offer. I really do. Thank you. I don't know if it's
1: genius or crazy. It could be either.
0: (laughs) Okay. So just to, to recap what we've spoken about in terms of human design, especially about how we can actually bring it to our business. You've given us that it can help us make decisions in our business. It can help us create offers like what you're doing right now. And it can help us create content in a way that feels really aligned with our strengths as well. So I love that. Awesome. Now, before we wrap up today, Belinda, I'm all about women owning and using their superpowers. And I'm sure you've got more than one superpower, but what would you say is your superpower?
1: Yeah, I think my superpower is, it's actually simplifying things that are hard. And this is something that I've often gotten this feedback in corporate. It's just like, okay, I can look at something that's a big mess, unless it's my own mess and kind of see how to tidied up. I often say my brain is like a whiteboard. And so like, as soon as someone tells me a problem, it's like all going up on this whiteboard and I'm just like moving all the little pieces around to put it into like a project plan, but doing that in a way that's very personalized to the person who's sitting in front of me, because I can really feel what's going on for them as we talk. So I can be like, "Oh, is that you know, that sound seemed like it stressed you out a bit. Tell me why that stressed you out a bit. And so with that response, I could be like, okay, let's move that over here and do something different with it. So that's a big, messy superpower, but that's kind of how I do things.
0: I love it. Your superpower is your brain is a whiteboard.
1: My brain is a whiteboard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Before we wrap up, Belinda, do you have any final parting words of wisdom? I would say it's not if
1: you are looking to create you know a business that supports you better as a person which is what i always recommend over you know building a business for a million dollars build a business that supports you better as a person don't look yes you can look to what other people have created ses- success with for ideas but be very mindful that what you take into it is different you take in different skills you take in different personality you take in different life circumstances. So don't build it around their life personality skills. Build it around yours.
0: I love that. Build a business that supports you better. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Belinda, and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly, truly appreciate you being here. Thank you, Mel. I loved being here. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at meldbusiness. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join The Content Effect, my membership inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google The Content Effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.